episode 40, Wimty, back at it. Uh, really quickly, we got some pretty cool news. We just got a small little syndication deal going on with 38 Songwriter Radio. So that means after our episodes air on here in all of our traditional formats, we'll also be syndicated through 38 Songwriter Radio. They're also affiliated with iHeartRadio. So should expand our listening base a little bit. Hopefully there's some people that are into it. This will probably be the either first or second episode we throw them on it, yeah. actually. It's, uh, yeah, so. it'll start airing on Saturdays. I believe live, so. Live, and then it'll yeah. be archived on their stuff. And yeah. Yep. We're growing, man. Yeah. So episode cool. 40, we're yeah. getting it. We're blowing up. We're going to the top. That's right. That's right. We've had some offers for some ads, but we never just we never followed through on it, because I guess we don't want to make any fucking money doing it. Yeah, this. we're stupid. Um, but th- th- that'll come. Um, I, my, I should have some time freeing up a little bit come November that I'll be able to put a little more time in, into what we're doing here rather than just, you know, the time that we already spend coming in here and interviewing everyone. So anyway, our guest today is Tiffany Clemens. She came in all the way from Birmingham just to be on our show, so we're super appreciative of that. Uh, Tiffany works for, what's the, na- what's the name of the center, Shane? Alice Stevens Center. Alice Stevens Center. UAB. At UAB, yeah. The- She's the marketing director. Yeah, we'll just get it all into that. So she talks about all that. Also, she is an avid concert goer and festival attendee. We get into a little bit of that as well. Hashtag I want to live in a festival forever. <laughs> Just that pretty quickly into the episode. But anyway, thank you everyone for listening so far. Uh, please reach out to us. Wimty, W-I-M-T-Y dot podcast at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And we hope you enjoy listening to this episode with our friend, Tiffany Clements. Right, number forty. Good, good round number. My guest today is Tiffany Clemens. Tiffany, what's up? Hello. Thanks for having me. Just got in from Birmingham. Birmingham, Alabama. The new Atlanta. <laughs> I would. I, I would call it more like the uh, poor Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> poor Nashville, New Atlanta. Whatever. She drove all the way here just to be here. I just did. To be on the show. Yeah, I did. Well, you're gonna hang out this weekend, though, right? Or at least for a few days. Yeah, you're not driving back tonight. No, yeah. I'll be here for a few days. I just, you know, we'll work remote. Yeah. You still have tomorrow, your people here. Friday. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Same old, same old. What's uh, what's your work like? What I, I still, I see you posting stuff all the time. I know it has something to do in entertainment, as far as I know. Maybe special events uh, for UAB. Is yeah. what I'm thinking. So that's kind of funny. People always ask, what do you do considering that I'm like traveling and doing fun stuff like all the time? But you know, that's the beauty of social media. Just shows all the fun stuff that you do, none of the work that you actually do. But yeah, I am the marketing specialist at UAB's Alice Stevens Center, which is the performing arts center at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. And um, as the marketing specialist, I pretty much do anything related to marketing, ad buying, digital media, Facebook, website, I mean, radio, TV, everything. And um, it's super rewarding. Like, I really love working there. And we have a tiny little marketing department. There's like three of us. But um, we almost work as an agency because of the way that our performing arts center is laid out. So we have four venues. And um, we have our own presented season. 
However, as the Alice Stevens Center at UAB, we are also the home of the Department of Theater and the Department of Music. We are also the home of the Alabama Symphony Orchestra. And then we also have um, Art Play, which is our education outreach program, and Arts and Medicine, which um, we go into the hospitals and we bring arts and music as um, a healing process um, in there. And we were the only program like that in the state for a while, but I believe that it's being picked up in some other places as of now. Mm. But um, it's an incredible place, and I genuinely love working there. I've been there for three years now, and it's kind of crazy that I've been gone from Destin for that long. How'd you, how'd you get that job? You know, the crazy thing called the internet. <laughs> and you know, it's funny too, because as a marketing person, it's really hard to get a job not knowing somebody. Mm. And I blindly applied for this job. And um, my boss to this day is like, yeah, your resume just really stood out. And I got this job with zero connections from out of state. So you know, anytime you apply for a marketing job out of state, it's very rare that you get hired because there's 82 other marketing girls down the street that can do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm still very blown away the fact that I got this job and I'll never forget my boss even said the first time we did a phone interview, I put her on speakerphone because, you know, I'm a hand talker and I want to walk around and take notes and whatever. And now that I have the job, it was really funny, but she told me, she was like, oh my God, the second you put me on speakerphone, I was like, I hate this person. <laughs> <laughs> but um, look at me now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Right on. Um, well, well, before we, we get into a lot of this stuff, I, there's one there's one thing that I've been meaning to talk to you for a while, and Uh-oh. you seem to use <laughs> the hashtag, I want to live in a festival forever, pretty frequently, and I wanted to discuss the actual implications of doing such sure because i don't think that that'd be very pleasurable for anybody because normally by three days of being at a music festival uh everyone smells bad you all you want is a clean shower uh you've either drank too much or or done other mind-altering substances to where you're definitely not yourself anymore so i'm just trying to here's an example when i was six years old i got in trouble in sunday school class because our Sunday school teachers told us that when we died and went to heaven, that we'd sing praises to Jesus forever. And I said, that doesn't sound like something that I'd like to do. So <laughs> so I basically refused heaven because singing praises to Jesus, I had other things that I wanted to get done okay. rather than just singing praises to Jesus all day. So uh, use, using that as, a, as an analogy for, for your hashtag, I want to live in a festival forever. Have you th- actually thought about living in a festival forever? Um, absolutely. So let's let's clarify one thing here, that I want to live in a festival forever. This is not exclusive to a music festival. I mean, this could be a food festival, a beer festival, an art festival. It could be any of those types of things. A work festival oh, at UAB? <laughs> sure. And you know what? Working at my job is kind of a festival because I kind of have this going on. I have that going on. There's always multiple things to do. So um, I don't know. I just think the beauty of you know, going to a festival is that you can experience so many different things in one place. And I have experienced that a majority of the time, everybody there is happy. Like it's an escape from sort of real world. Like, you know, I go to music festivals and yeah, whether or not they're on mind altering drugs or drunk or whatever, 
they're still happy and they're having a good time and they think that you are the most beautiful person on the planet and you know you get to experience new things and you know I go I go to these music festivals and people are always like oh that lineup sucks that lineup sucks that lineup sucks I mean everyone has something to bitch about all the time and it's like I don't care what the lineup is like I'm gonna go and find a new band and experience something new like for example this just happened today and it makes me really excited back in uh, 2017, I worked media at um, Hangout, um, interviewing artists and stuff like that, and I got to see and meet this dude named Mondo Cosmo, and he had a great set. He was super entertaining, but it wasn't until he did this like private solo show in the VIP section. He um, basically does his set, and then he ends it saying, my name's Mondo Cosmo. Um, that's Cosmo with a Z, because that's how my dog spells it. And he's like, and that, yeah, I named my band after my dog and all this stuff or whatever. So I end up meeting him backstage, and we bond over dog talk and stuff like that. And I start listening to his music, and I just love him. I think that he's awesome. And he came to Birmingham, and we met again, chit-chatted or whatever. And um, he just announced today of like six or seven dates with the revivalists. So who, oh, who I happen Crazy. to you know know, and um, I'm su- that's super cool. And I'm just that you know little worlds collide. And and you know I go to these festivals and I meet people who I know through eight levels of connections, and it 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 just makes the world seem a little bit better. I guess I don't yeah. know how to explain it, but. You know, everyone's happy. I'm happy. I experience new things that maybe I would never do otherwise. And um, who doesn't want to do that? I can share that sentiment. I remember the first time I went to Bonnaroo, I I was basically like, this is it. Oh, yeah. These people get it. (laughs) Like, I was just just smoking weed, and that cop was on a horse. And I said, I love your horse. And he said, thank you. And I walked right by him. Like, this is how society is supposed to function. This is it. Uh, so I, de- I definitely understand that sentiment. Um, I mean, that's yeah. kind of, and that's funny that you asked that because I have a shirt that says, I want to live in a festival forever. And speaking of Bonnaroo, I was checking into Bonnaroo, I was getting my credentials this year. And one of the guys working there was like, do you really want to live in a festival forever? And I was like, yeah, I do. And he was like, have you ever been at a festival like when it's <laughs> over? Cause it looks like a concentration camp. And I was like, um, that's why I want to live in it forever, not the aftermath forever. <laughs> like, come on, I want to just let's, let's just you know ride the wave. And it was it was yeah. it was comical. As someone who's been on all sides of the festival game same, now, same. yeah, it's just it's really like we, he and I go to the same festival every year. We go to 420 Fest every mm-hmm. year. Honey Hole, as part up? of our yeah, Honey Hole's the spot. <laughs> um, but it uh, it makes it so much different for me now than than say 10 years ago because we're look. I'm looking at production. I'm looking at how many people are here versus what ticket sales were versus how much was, you know, I know that that band goes for this amount and this production had to cost this much for this day. And then I'm like, man, are they making money on this or are they losing money? Yeah, he's or... the worst for the first like four hours of the day. Yeah. Until he, you know, pounds well, I mean... like 10th <laughs> and then forgets about that shit and starts having fun. Yeah. And then it's great. Well, like I kind of feel the same because, you know, I work in the industry as well, mm-hmm. like working at a venue and just being around and go, I've attended so many concerts and festivals and like organization is my number one thing. Like organization can make or break an experience at a festival. Like, absolutely. And um, I absolutely do the same thing. And I, you know, but for the most part, I try to push it aside and, you know, have a good time. Yeah, it takes me a little bit, but we get there. But, you know, I feel like my, uh, you know, 
experiences are knowledgeable when I leave there, you know, whether or not I want to go back or people ask me how it was. And, you know, and I, after have been to so many, I feel like people kind of respect what I have to say about. Yeah. What was your first, what was your first one? It was actually Bonner in 2009. Oh, okay. Good times. It was when fish, it was when fish got back together and did like two nights. Okay. I think I I went 07, 08. We went to a festival together. Well, we didn't go there together, but we hung out. Um, That's when Kelby and I first started dating. What was that? Black? That was Blackwater. Oh, yeah. I forgot. That was a great fest. Blackwater 2011, maybe? That was a great festival. I mean, it was. Do the whole time where you like, there's great. no way they're making money on this. Oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> there was no one there. There was nobody there. Dude, but we were it at was Ghostland, like We were at Ghostland oh, yes. on the fucking amphitheater stage and there's like 500 girl kids talk. out there. That's when Girl Talk was yeah. like blowing yeah. up. Yeah, there was Girl Talk out there. Dark Star oh, was out there. It was uh, so good. That was such a great fest. The yeah. weather was perfect. Like everything yeah. about, STS9. It was very organized. Uh, everything about that festival was yeah. lovely. There, there, were like, there were less people there than at your typical like Bear Creek. When Bear Creek oh, was out swimming, like you know, by yeah. like three, like way less, like twenty five percent. Like that, there was nobody. There. <laughs> that's why they didn't do Blackwater again for like Ever. four years. Yeah. Did they, they did even, it again one more they year. Did? That yeah, oh. uh, coincidentally, that's the the date I got engaged. Oh. was actually at the second Blackwater that they did. Was when I asked Kelby. Well, right before the festival, uh, was when I asked Kelby to marry me. So that was such a good festival. Mm. Yeah, good time. I love that park. Like Spirit of Swanee is amazing. I'm going to Halloween this year. So excited about that. Yeah. I Kelby's mentioned going a couple times. I just don't think we can make it happen. I've got a lot going on in September and October. So but plus Halloween, I think they're selling like twenty five thousand tickets to that. It's but it's amazing. Yeah. Have you it's you've like been to a Halloween magical then? place? So I went like a couple years ago when Revivalists were there. But I've been to multiple festivals at that park, obviously. But um, I'm usually like a voodoo girl. because mm. um, I love New Orleans. Um, but I went to Halloween that one year, and it was funny because I actually followed the revivalists from Mobile to Halloween, uh, you know, simultaneously. But um, the art installations there are just absolutely incredible. Like they mm. will blow your mind. It's like being in a different world. Yeah. It's it's like kind of a no brainer of where to go. I'm gonna have to do it before it goes away because it's definitely it definitely has a lifespan. Um, I hope that if uh, if String Cheese decides not to do it, that they'll still continue it without them. I don't know if that's a possibility because that's kind of String Cheese's festival. It totally is. Um, which do you like them? Are you? Just... Mm. Yeah, yeah, take it or leave it. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. So this is my thing, like with the jam bands, like the Fishes and the Grateful Deads and the Panics and the String Cheese and all that stuff. Like, is that like my number one choice to listen to in the car? No, but. I love all live music mm-hmm. and like completely respect live music and never have a bad time. So, yeah. <laughs> um, good on you. I'm not, that, that shit's horrible. Oh, so you're I, the pouty guy. Yeah. I'm not a pouty guy. <laughs> I just fucking leave. Yeah. I, man, I try to with a lot of, jam, cause there, there are some jam bands that I'm a fan of that I enjoy listening to. Right. And then there's some that I'm just, I can't do this. Okay. I gotta get out of here now. I mean, I get that, but I just feel like. But I also I don't need I don't need acid, I, I don't I don't do hard you know I don't know if that's a hard drug I don't know if that's the right word for it, but I don't I don't eat mushrooms either you know I don't I don't do a lot of a lot of those th- I don't do cocaine, so like the three main drugs that all the like the jam band kids are doing acid, uh, oh and Molly like I don't do any of those four so I just 
I, I guess that's why I don't like the music. I don't know. I've just never I, been into been into those. I don't so. know. Oh, I do like some of those, but <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't say that has any necessarily serious impact on my experiences at shows like that. Yeah. But I don't know. I just have never really had a bad time at a live music show that I can think of at this moment. I'm, I'm sure I'll come up with one in like an hour, but. Um, but yeah (laughs) well mine's usually not the 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 act itself as much as it's the crowd gotcha well i'm a okay so i'm actually a back of the crowd kind of like alabama football oh god (laughs) i I compare alabama football to like panic yeah i agree and i'm sure a lot of people like fuck yeah (laughs) but like uh, a super talented musicians up there for the most part his voice drives me fucking nuts but like those dudes can play their instruments for sure but i'd I'd be hard pressed to say those guys suck they don't suck i'm just not into what they do however much like alabama no one can say alabama sucks bullshit they've won how many national titles whatever however you can say with confidence that their fans are fucking awful and, and Agreed. honestly, Agreed. and you could also I say, I live in Alabama, don't forget. This I know, is, oh I know. God, but you awful. went to fucking Auburn, so I know. we're good. We can talk shit. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but, <laughs> Let's keep going. Uh, but, uh, but what I, what I will also say is that a majority of those fans know nothing about that subject either. So like a lot of people, a lot of your hardcore panic fans don't know shit about music. They don't know shit about a lot of music because you know what? All they like is panic. Yeah, it's just a safe right? place to do their drugs. Yeah, it's, that's exactly right. Um, and I'd say that's the same way with a lot of Alabama football fans. Like you start talking to them about other conferences or, or other things that are happening. No, that's all they know is Alabama. Nick Saban, you know. <laughs> I'm shaking my head yes and rolling my eyes so hard. But, you don't think that's uh, true? That is absolutely true. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, oh God. I mean, like, again, I live in Birmingham and football starts this weekend. And one, I got my Auburn earrings on. Sweet. But um, yeah, it's a nightmare. You're going to win your first game? It's a nightmare. You honestly? Know what? I honestly have no idea because I haven't been keeping up with any like preseason stuff. Yeah. But I'm like one of those people where it doesn't even, what does preseason even matter? Like, Show me what you're gonna do, like on the field. Like I don't care if you're a five star or this or you did yeah, this. Yeah, you got a big game, first game though, right? We're playing Washington, yeah, and, fuck we're, yeah. and the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, yeah. Atlanta. So, um, isn't know. that the last? Isn't that the last time you played was at Mercedes-Benz? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> against uh, against the mighty knights of. And you know what's funny is that you know what's funny is I had I went to the, the true the true national champions. I went to um the Georgia game and the Alabama game that were both at home. Now that the seasons have or the schedules have flip flopped, so now we always play Alabama and Georgia at home or away in the same season, which is kind of crap. It used to be flip flopped, but um, but whatever. I'm not bitter. So this year, yeah, we I went. Those are the only two football games I went to this whole year, and we won, and um. I kind of blame myself for not going to the SEC championship. That's probably the first SEC championship I haven't been to, I mean, since 2003. And um, it's all my fault, but whatever. I'm not, again, I'm not bitter. But yeah. Yeah, that was a really weird football year because your national champions didn't even win their conference. No. Like, how crazy is that? How crazy is that that you can have a national champion who wasn't their conference champion? 
All right, that's crazy. There's some Nick, there's some Nick Saban <laughs> no, found it. I don't redneck bullshit. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. It's fine. I, I, I can't really say that I'm really well-versed in Auburn football this year. I'm usually, like, pretty, like, obsessed with it. But yeah. I've just kind of – I don't know. We've been – God, Auburn fans are going to hate me. Whatever. I'm not a bandwagon fan. I'm a still a true fan. But, like, we've been mediocre for so long. You know, it's like we do something and then we don't do something. Like, I really feel like we haven't done anything since kick six. It's like we kind of blew our load and then that was it. Yeah. Like, we haven't done anything since. Yeah, this year we beat Georgia and Alabama in two fantastic games. Probably the best games we've played since kick six. But what happened? Like, you know what I mean? We haven't done anything since kick six. And it's just kind of, I mean, I'm not over it by any means, but it's frustrating. Well, yeah. That was okay. Well, Cam Newton won a national championship, right? Yeah, I was there. Glendale. Good times. Yeah. But then we lost in the, <laughs> we lost the national championship two years later. And it was really funny because so we went to Glendale for the national championship and I like begged my parents, like, please help me out with, you know, getting these season, these uh, national championship tickets, blah, blah, blah. We haven't done this since, like, the 80s. I, there's no telling if we're ever going to do this again as long as I live. And then two years later, we go back to the national championship. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, can y'all get me How much was your ticket? For, I mean, I mean, I, I luckily I'll, like, like $1, have $1, dollars no or some way. shit? No way. I would never pay that. Yeah. Like, I would figure it out. I would, like, throw on a security, neon yellow security <laughs> shirt and sneak in before I paid $1,200. But, um... But uh, what you know, that also adds to my like festival excite- mm-hmm. <laughs> excitement. So I always had to know how to cheat the system. But um, yeah, no, I definitely didn't pay anywhere near that. But it was just really funny that I had told my parents like, hey, I really want this for my Christmas present. This might never happen again in my whole life. And then two years later, it was like, boom, we're going back. And then- That's not mediocre, though. Yeah. But we're I mean, the, if that's okay, mediocre, okay. I need to adjust so, my standards. So, okay, you do, you do, yeah. because listen, we are Auburn. Our direct rival, conference and state rival, is fucking Alabama. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. It's not fair. Like, who does LSU have to play? Oh, um, Mississippi. Uh, like Alabama every other year, right? But it's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just not fair that Alabama. And, yeah, they have a great football program. I'm not going to, like, deny that. And Saban is a great coach. I'm not going to deny that. But having them as your direct rival and, you know, how what is the statistic of, like, whoever wins the Auburn-Alabama game goes to the SEC championship and then typically goes to the national championship? Yeah. Like, that's been the statistic for however many years. Like, it's just kind of ridiculous and it's – frankly not fair it makes yeah. me frustrated makes me really frustrated but well whatever. it's tough too because like i said I, I i'll give i hate on alabama football all the time but like i think nick saban is the best coach in college football hands down like if nick saban quit and wanted to go coach at michigan i'd be like all right bring him i'm okay with that i, don't know, like, I like nick saban really? yeah i like nick saban i really do i like the way he talks to the media i like the way he talks to he his handles players himself great yeah he's uh he doesn't he doesn't fuck around he, you know, he'll talk to you, but at the same time, he doesn't let you just run all over him in the media or anything like that. See, I uh, felt like that about Gene Chizik. I feel yeah. like we let go of him way too fast. The way yeah. that he handled all of the Cam Newton crap was, like, impeccable. Mm. Like, 
the way that he handled the media and just avoiding like any sort of drama. Like I thought that he was very much CEO. Mm. Like he could put on his CEO face and just yeah. handle it. And it was great. I, I, you know, I really loved him. I think that, you know, after one, like, I don't even, I don't even think it was two crappy years. I think it was like one crappy year. And we like got rid of him. Yeah. It was just, well, and fun. Saban just bonds winning coaches too. You know, like look what Kirby Smart oh, no, did last yeah. year. I know. You know, first year at Georgia, right? I know. I was like, I really wanted. It's crazy. Did what? Well, isn't Miles? No, isn't Miles is, on from? Uh, isn't he one of Saban's guys no. too? No, Miles no. on wasn't. Ever he came Saban? from. No. He came from Arkansas oh, State. Yeah. Okay. I misspoke on that. But um, it was and it was Kirby's well first full year. Yeah. No, you know what? And now that I say that, I think Miles on was under Chiswick. He was under Chiswick, okay. then went to Arkansas State, and then came back to Auburn as the head coach. Don't quote cool. me. On what, that. Do of, what do you think? What do you think? I'm on. But I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, I was on the Gus bus for a while. Am I super on the Gus bus now? No, just because I feel like we haven't done anything since Kick Six. But um, you know, I have high hopes for this year. How about we just leave it at that? Yeah. Like I've, you know, again, I haven't really kept up with football as much as I usually do this year. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. You never know. I mean, like last year, we were kind of. Win some, you lose some, all the way until the very end, and then, of course, we all got excited, and then we were let down. <laughs> Thanks, Georgia. <laughs> I think you're gonna have a good year. I think that first game is gonna dictate your year, but I think it's gonna be a good one. Well, you know, we'll see. But yeah, you Washington. Yeah, and they're already talking Washington going to a Final Four. Oh, super. <laughs> Dude, there's so many good games this first week, though. Michigan's playing Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Alabama's playing, what, like West Virginia or Virginia Tech? And they're something playing like down that. in Orlando, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, Virginia Tech. No, no, it's West Virginia, right? I think it's West Virginia. Or Virginia Tech. Who's Alabama playing? Um, something like that. Why, why are they playing in Orlando? I, I thought know. that was weird. I think, Al- those, well, Alabama, their, their first game every year they play at a neutral site. Like two years ago when they beat the shit out of Michigan, they played at Jerry Dome. Yeah, I was in St. Dallas. Uh, yeah, and then... Uh, well, we only overplay in Atlanta when it's like the Chick-fil-A kickoff game, which I assume mm. that's what this is. Yeah, it was always that so. at the Georgia Dome, so probably I assume so. it's still Mercedes. But, um, no, you've got, you guys have a Chick-fil-A game. This yeah, week. but like is, is West Virginia, why would that be in Orlando? No, their, uh, their first game is uh, Louisville. Oh fuck! Why what was I even that, thinking? Why would that what be was in I Orlando? I still don't understand. Is it in Orlando? Let's see. Let's see. Let's it's see. either it's Orlando or Tampa. I think so. Orlando. I think you're right. It's in Florida. I know that. It's weird. Where? What? Tell me. What's with all the two dollar bills? Uh. I just deposited one in the bank yesterday. I should have brought it. Um. That. That I don't know what the deal. I think that I got. I, I, I think I got tipped in that one night when I was a bartender, and that. That's for, how I. That's for, how I got my two dollars. Yeah. For for listeners who are listening, Tiffany's referring to. Um, how do you describe this? It's a peacock. It's a Hendrix. It's a Hendrix gin. Yeah. I think it's a woodpecker. It's a Hendrix gin thing. It's well, it's its own. But it's a blue woodpecker. That's its own thing. You know, it's it's a most unusual gin. It's all kinds of weird, like funky characters. Gotcha. That was our so it's like a peacock in a suit holding a bottle of Hendrix gin. <laughs> yes. And there's five two dollar bills in his hand as well. But the two dollar bills I think came from a tip. Um, that was my favorite piece from Funky Blue Shack. The the original <gasps> Funky Blue Shack here I just, in town. I just drove by and I didn't know they were, they put an auto. It's a fucking shame, there. right? It yeah. really is. I kind of like teared up a little bit. Yeah. 
That is really sad. Yeah. Um, it, it's crazy to think, like, all the people that played in that little room. You yeah. know? Uh, yeah. Like, the Revivalist twice. Um, Moon Taxi a couple times played there as well. I love them. No, bands that are just, you know, really doing it on a huge level right now. I mean, we fucking widespread panic. We had JoJo in there. Um, <laughs> Your fave? Yeah. <laughs> didn't you work? Didn't you work that that night? I did. I served JoJo his wine and That's dinner. Right. He was yeah, a yeah, dick. Whole, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, but don't anyway, you, like that was a. <laughs> That's dumb, dumb JoJo. It's the worst thing Fuck anyone could ever say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So so anyway, I don't know what the significance of the two dollar bills were. I think I think it was that it was such an unusual piece that I got anyway. That you know, two dollar bills are still unusual. So I think I threw them in there to, to add to the piece. That was supposed to be a uh, a fantasy football trophy, but I just kept it in here because I thought it was pretty great. That's why there's a spotlight on them. I like it. I, I and then that's I a Jimbo Fisher. It. That's a Jimbo Fisher signed football oh. underneath there as well. From the oh. year that uh, Florida State won their national championship. I need to bring you some stuff that I have just sitting in my house for my non-man cave. If you would like to to add anything to the room, feel free. I have for a sure. um, I have a goodies hat signed by Richard Petty. It's just like okay. chilling. You can have it. Can we will put it on the bird? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that was supposed to be our fantasy football trophy, right? And it never happened. It's never left. Who won room. that year? Uh, well, I, mean, I think Faircloth the first year. Yeah, I won it last. No, not last year. The year prior. And it never moved. Uh, uh, yeah, Alabama plays Louisville in Orlando for the Camping World uh, kickoff. Oh. Uh, Camping World Stadium. Camping uh, World. Your wife just texted me, and she needs to know if you fed your dog. <laughs> no. I've not, not fed. Dog is hungry. The dogs. <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm just looking. I, don't, I normally don't. I have a no phone rule, but I have my iPad here. <laughs> That's all right. We're no off, phone rule for the here. iPad. Here we go. Um, did the pups have dinner? First message, 21 minutes ago. Nine minutes ago, they're saying they didn't. <laughs> our, 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 our dogs trick us. They'll try to get double breakfast and double dinner on us. Dogs like are so smart. Like they haven't been fed. Dogs are so smart. And, uh, she can't. Uh, she can't double feed Solge. So. Aww. Did you respond for me, Shane? Hey, super important question. <laughs> Did you respond? No. Yeah, Please yeah. respond to her. So. Said uh, no. Tell her I said uh, hi. Yeah. No, no food. <laughs> Clemens says hello. Yeah. What a. Clemens <laughs> says hi. Yellow. Um, fuck, Sorry, we're, we, we we're, got off. We were talking about football, and then we got the bird, and then job bills, yeah. and all that stuff. So yeah, we can let's not talk about Alabama football anymore. I'm over it. <laughs> right on. What about how, how's Birmingham? Like to be on, because to be honest with you. Um, in the last three or four years, I've been to Birmingham probably ten times. Okay. Uh, whether that's been on tour or for whatever other reason, and I like it. I like downtown Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, a decade ago, when the Mellow Mushroom reopened right down there at Five Points, Five you know points. that's right by where you work. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't so nice. It wasn't such a it. cool place to be around. But but you know, in the last few years since I've been there, I like it. For sure. What's your take on it? You like Birmingham? Or? Uh, Birmingham's definitely in its renaissance. Um, but you ever go to Dreamland? Uh, yeah. 
This barbecue nachos get you every time. Dreamland but um, what's Dreamland? Dreamland it's barbecue. It's a barbecue. Baby. Yeah. So there's so much barbecue there. There's Dreamland. There's Full Moon. There's Saws. Saws is probably my favorite. And Saws? now we just got this new Rodney Scott guy from like North Carolina or something. He's coming in and up in a place. But yeah, Saws is where it's at. They got this. <clears throat> so is, is like Birmingham going to have their own? Because you know, there's like Kansas City style barbecue. There's well, we have the St. White, Louis style barbecue. We have the white barbecue. sauce. We have the white okay. barbecue sauce. Uh, that's, right. that's an that's Alabama right. thing. You eat that shit? It's delicious. Fuck, no. Oh my god, it's so good. Do you eat that shit? Do you eat the white barbecue sauce? I'm not opposed to it. But no, I don't order it. So you put mayonnaise on your barbecue. Fuck that, man. Give me It's like ranch. Sauce. It's like a better ranch. Do you like ranch? It's basically I'm ranch. not a, He likes ranch. He's just I'm not a big white yeah. sauce guy. Every now and then I do enjoy ranch. But you gotta but mix like, it with the red sauce. Basically, <laughs> working out mellow mushrooms. You, you need 82 different condiments <laughs> to go with your food. Working out mellow mush and ru- like ruined ranch for oh. me, for sure. Well, don't hate on the white sauce because it's what about delicious. you? I've kind of delved back into the ranch game. I'm not You're ba- back in the ranch. I'm not, no, cause, no, <laughs> mellow mushroom did ruin that shit. When you see people just dumping on their pizza and whatnot, and um, I was mistakenly given ranch with I got like some burger and fries like not too long ago, and I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna dip this French fry in this ranch. Delicious. Uh, Welcome back. Old friend. Old friend. I'm all about some fucking french fries and some ranch. It's fucked up. I didn't want to be. I don't want to be. Oh, I'm kind of embarrassed that I just, you know, I said that. Yeah. No. I've, I've, don't, been, I've been hiding. Don't that. be embarrassed. Welcome home. <laughs> Welcome home. I'll, I'll rock a little. I'll, I'll rock a little bit of ranch every now. Now that I'm out of the mellow mushroom game, I'll rock a little bit of ranch. Uh, like, I mean, ranch. Dipping your pizza crust in ranch is pretty good. It's pretty tasty. <laughs> However, those people that are just like dousing, they're like from like first slice of the pizza, dunking oh, that yeah. shit in ranch and just shoving that like, shit in their no. maze. The, that that person's a monster. <laughs> oh, it's the same person that cuts up their pasta. Like. Oh fuck me! <laughs> fuck me! <clears throat> you know it's that funny story about that. My my father is uh, blonde hair, blue eyed is. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Hollander as you can get. Basically, he's Hitler's dream baby, basically. Like, if Hitler drew a baby, it'd look like my dad. <laughs> and um, my mom is full is Italian. Mm-hmm. As Italian as can be. My grandfather was full-blooded Italian. One of the first dinners he ever came over to, to my... Uh, to my mom's place to eat with them he started cutting up his pasta and i think my grandfather about murdered him right there like that's just not something you do i think he like taught him how to twirl it and shit like, and told him to get the fuck out of his house or something oh that's like, so funny it didn't go well that's but you're so right funny. cutting up pasta that's a that's <laughs> so fucking so no, no. but um but to change your mind on the white sauce game we have this fantastic hot chicken place in birmingham called eugene's so you get like the spiciest hot chicken you can and then and you get this little cup of white sauce and you stunk it in there and it's this perfect meld of like sweet and savory i mean spicy and savory and it's just uh, it's like a little magic it's like an icy yeah. hot in your mouth it's so good <laughs> but um but yeah birmingham is it's okay like i i like it i don't love it i've been there for three years and i will say like when i first moved there okay so let me just let me just lay this out for you as since we're in Destin and let's really compare this to Destin where I am from to Birmingham to where I live now. So when I moved to Birmingham, I was really like Okay, so at the time that I was applying for jobs, I applied for jobs in like Nashville, New Orleans, um, Birmingham because I had great friends from Auburn there and you know, back in Austin and whatever. Well, Birmingham just happened to be the first one to bite. 
So I was just ready to get out of Destin. Do I love Destin? How did you apply for your jobs? I don't want to get off track, but oh, like, just, did you use like Indeed or? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty and much. what you just upload uh, uh, like a resume, a resume to there and just yeah. send them off to some places. And I will say or? the job application process <clears throat> is obnoxious. Like, why do I upload my resume and then have to fill in all of the blanks mm-hmm. of everything yeah. that's on my resume? I don't understand that, and I never will understand that. But that's the way that the world works right now, and whatever. And um, we can get into the job application. Yeah, process. I didn't mean to throw you off. I'm just no, wondering how no, that that's even works fine. Now, it's so. funny. So I have a friend. So while I was applying for these jobs, and this has been like a struggle before in my relationships. So when I graduated college, I graduated from Auburn at the crash of the economy. You know, and couldn't find a job. I ended up moving to Austin with a guy that I was dating at the time. And I applied for a hundred jobs every single day, every single day. And every single day I'd get 80 rejections. The other 20 just wouldn't even respond. And the guy that I was dating at the time moved to Austin for his job. And I want to say like he, he worked for, he like managed apartment complexes um, geared towards college students. So I think that the apartment that he lived in at the time, he got a job there and then was like promoted within. So like he never really had to look and apply for a job. Mm -hmm. So he didn't really understand what that process was like. So when I was going through that process and struggling through that process, he didn't understand what it was like to be rejected over and over and over and over and over again. And so a guy that I had been dating when I was applying for my jobs again during this process, when I got the job in Birmingham, he was the same, the same way. Like he was in a specialized field and never really had to apply for 82 jobs and then pray to God that he got one. He, it was just easy for him. So when I was applying for jobs, you know, I apply for a hundred a day. You know, and then you get these rejections, rejections, rejections. And that takes a serious, serious toll on a person, especially me. I'm a cancer. I'm very emotional. I'm very sensitive. And it takes a toll on a person. And it makes you really stop to think, like, is this what I was meant to do? Is this what I'm supposed to do? And um, it's rough and whatever. So I made it through. But yes, so I searched the Internet. Give me all the marketing jobs. I'm going to apply for all of the marketing jobs. And um, luckily, I landed on this one, and I don't remember what we were talking about before that, but that's, yeah, the like internet, Birmingham? the internet. Okay, the Birmingham, <laughs> yes. So, okay, yes, so basically. Spe- we- uh, before we get to that, though, another offshoot, because I've searched for marketing jobs before, because okay. my degree is in, my undergrad is in public relations okay. with a specialization in marketing, so okay. I'm just kind of in your field as well. Okay. So I've noticed that also what they label as marketing jobs will be like sales. door-to-door water salesmen. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. selling water Absolutely. softeners. Absolutely. Really? Sports marketing yeah. is like yeah. handing out foam fingers. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying, yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Really bad jobs that they'll just throw marketing on there. And, Does it smell okay? And do it up. That's what she know. said. I don't know what it's supposed to smell like. Uh, so, t- so Tiffany brought us a gift from from Birmingham that from we're actually Birmingham. about to get to and yeah. how you like Birmingham. Yeah. Trim tab. Um, mm-hmm. Trim tab. Shout brew. out. Yeah. 
Which I think Colt brought in one of their IPAs the other day. Colt said he's really been digging this Trim Tab spot. Trim Tab's supposed to be... Trim Tab is my... So we probably have like, I mean, hell, like 13 or 14 breweries in Birmingham. It's kind of insane. But Trim Tab is by far my favorite. Sorry, good people in Avondale. Is Trim Tab... Are those the guys who do Snake Handler? No, that is good people. That's good people. Uh, I think Snake Handler is what he brought. No, I I don't fucking remember. I don't... I I thought thought Alabama was playing West Virginia, so don't listen to anything (laughs) I say the rest of the fucking night. But, um... Uh, yeah, marketing jobs are super hard to find quality yeah. wise, quality wise. Um, but yeah, I want to say that I did find the UAB job on Indeed. Okay. I'm not 100% sure of that. So, okay. So, oh, you know, I've been living, so I moved to Austin, couldn't find a job, moved there with a guy. He wasn't the best guy. I moved back to Dustin. Bim, bam, boom. Five years later, I'm ready to leave Dustin. So... I move, I get this job in Birmingham and I move there and I get out and about and I'm, I'm very social. I'm an extrovert. I like to meet people. I like to know everybody. I feel like that's why I'm so successful in my field and doing the festival scene and the concert scene and whatever. It's because I know people and know everybody and luckily the world is definitely like on my side. Anyway, so I moved to Birmingham thinking, oh, this is a bigger city. This is going to be great. I'm getting out of the small town, Destin, whatever. I have learned that Birmingham, and the more that I think about it, I don't know if this is just us getting older, that the social structure there is exactly the same as it is in Destin. And I don't know, the more that I talk about this, if this applies to every, would this apply to every city that I would potentially live in right now? So, Destin, you got your locals your military, and your tourists. Would you agree with that? Okay. So in Birmingham, I feel like you have your locals, your college students, and your, like, UAB residents. So, like, resident doctors who are there for a certain amount of time and then usually leave, just like the military. So, you know, I moved to Birmingham, and I'm thinking... Oh, I'm gonna move to Birmingham. I'm gonna make all I know. I know a good a certain, a certain amount of people from Birmingham. I mean, from Auburn. So that's gonna make it a little more comfortable. But I'm gonna immediately gonna move there. I'm gonna know everyone. Everyone's gonna love me. I'm gonna be so popular. It's gonna be great. Like whatever. But it's wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like that whatsoever. It's. It was just like it was here. Like we're locals, and we're locals. We've been friends with our friends for 30 years, and we're good. You know what I mean? And that's exactly the way that it is there. And I felt very unwelcome there for a very long time. I mean, I'm this loud, crazy concert girl with pink hair. Like, I mean, I I get it, I guess. But I just really expected it to be something different. And um, I guess, like, I, lo- I love, like, big cities like New Orleans and Atlanta and Denver and stuff like that. And, and you know, maybe... Be- because those cities are more melting pots. Like you, like it's very rare that you even meet a local in those places. But um, you know, now three years in, I I do like Birmingham. Am I in love with it? No, I'm not. I think the food scene's great. The music scene's decent. But even now, it's like uh, Tuscaloosa has this great amphitheater and a couple of great venues. And a lot of artists are skipping over Birmingham and going straight to Tuscaloosa or going straight to Nashville and just skipping Birmingham. And that's a little frustrating because that was one of the reasons why I wanted to get out of Destin. I didn't want to 
drive five hours to Jacksonville to see a show. I didn't yeah. want to drive four hours to New Orleans to see a show or Atlanta or wherever. Like I wanted to be, you know, immersed in this culture and music and stuff like that. So it was super frustrating and, you know, still is. I'm still finding my way in Birmingham, but um, it just wasn't as welcoming as I thought it would be. Mm. But um, as of now, I do have a good little group of girlfriends, shout out. But, um, but you know, they're all like five years younger than me. And sometimes I feel like the old lady of the group and they will yell at me for saying this. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is. I, but, but the... I love my job, like love my job. So, right. well, I mean, I just, they obviously yeah. they allow you to come talk shit with us on a Wednesday. <laughs> true, <clears throat> true. So how does how does that work? Does a lot of your work web based? Like you, can, um, as long as you have a phone and email, you can get your work done. Pretty much. That's the way. Yeah, that's the way. Pretty I much. I mean, I feel like that's the way the world is these yeah. days. I mean, yeah. what what job can you other than you know service industry? What job can you not do mm-hmm. via a computer or phone? Yeah, aside from the management that I do um, with one specific band, I could do everything that I can re- remotely from Remote. now on, or or this podcast as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife Kelby is she's currently in a in a program right now that she'll graduate from in a year, and I, I really want to encourage her if if she'd like to to have a job to where she can either do consulting or something like that because we could get our house like VRBO ready. And we could go run, to Portland. We could go away. live in Portland for two months. Run away. Or go live in, in Nashville for two months. Or go live in, you know, fucking Canada, wherever. You know, you go to the Virgin Islands for two months and, and, and pretty much do that for pretty low cost. And, and you can still work your job and experience a different place and still have that home structure here in Destin. But, but also be able to experience other things because even getting out on the road on tour and and driving through, I just did this crazy cross country trip to Seattle and back in a period of about eight days, uh, all on the road. And it's uh, Shane and I talked about this earlier. It's like a total different country, uh, being in like Portland and Seattle. And even I went to San Francisco a few months ago. It you don't feel like you're like 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 where we live in Destin or probably even in Birmingham versus a San Francisco or a Portland or a Seattle or something like that. It's not even the same country. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. What's beautiful about America? It's completely, it's completely different, and uh, it's really rad. But I also, you also kind of get your eyes open and be like, I need to get the fuck out, out of Destin GTFO. more often. But, yeah. but you know, also when you're away for, you know, I've been away for several months at a time. You're away, you're like, man, I can't wait to see those beaches again. So I got to figure out a way how to keep my home base here, but also be able to go away for several months at a time and come back. That's know? why I'm super blessed. Like my parents are still here, so. Yeah. You know, I can run away and move and do whatever I want, and I'll still have a home base here. Yeah, absolutely. And they aren't going anywhere, right? They're staying here? Yeah, forever. Yeah. Well, you know what? I say that, but my mom's side of the family, a lot of them have relocated to Denver. So I would be okay if they relocated to Denver. Yeah. But, you know, I have a good friend base here. I could always come back. This will always yeah. be my home. Like, I was literally born here, and I'll always come back. Yeah, I was just in Denver last week, and the person that, uh, that was nice enough to let us stay at their house, they were telling me that there's kind of like that same. That's happening in a lot of cities now, a lot of bigger cities, to where uh, there's there's kind of like a almost like a crisis in rent cost that you're having to pay. So like Birmingham is terrible. I'm sure considering the poverty rate, like the rent in downtown Birmingham, yeah. and they just keep building and building and mm-hmm. building, and these places aren't for sale; they're only for rent. It's just I yeah. don't, you know. 
economic. It's bizarre. Right. <laughs> it's bizarre. They say there's a uh, in Nashville right now. They say there's a hundred new people, new people that move to Nashville every day. I believe it. that's how it was. The when, population is going up a hundred a hundred a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I know, yeah. Denver's. I feel like you know peaking really hard right now. And yeah, yeah. Come to Birmingham, everyone. Move to Birmingham. <laughs> Make Birmingham the melting well, pot that I want it to be. <laughs> well, what I was gonna say is, I, I dig Birmingham, and I think Birmingham's getting there for I agree. sure. I, I think 100%. Birmingham's a lot different it. now than yeah. it was a decade ago. Oh, hundred percent, absolutely. Um, we it, just got like three James Beard winners or something crazy mm. there now, like big foodie town. Yeah, to um, it's, it's just like an, like another city that I was really impressed with that I never wanted to go to just because I thought. Like when I heard the the name of this city, I just thought Redneck was Chattanooga. Uh, I love Chattanooga. Chattanooga, Chattanooga is fucking wonderful. It's beautiful. Yeah, like I remember, I remember it's like this little bowl when you're coming off of the interstate, and I remember coming in Chattanooga and looking and overseeing like the walking bridge and downtown mm-hmm. and the, the river. Yeah, the river coming through and and all of that, and I was like, wait, where? I love it there. Like this this is this is a good spot. This place feels great. And, and kind of a neat way that we normally see places when we're on the road is, well, uh, you know, almost any big city now has these bike shares that they have oh, yeah. to where you just go on, you swipe your card, take a fucking mm-hmm. bike, mm-hmm. go right around. And if you make it two or three miles away, they got this park like, your bike. Yeah. And that's what we, that's what we do. That's how we try to see cities. That's how we saw Orlando, all that stuff. So we'll, we'll catch bikes and ride around for three or four miles and just at least try to, if you're only there, if you have four hours to experience a place, how can you really do that? You don't just want to sit around in the venue. Yeah. Boring. So you'll get out and hop on a bike and bounce around and i was really impressed with chattanooga too we've been there several times only been my first time in two weeks three weeks yeah you'll love it man wait when are you going uh shit it'll be it'll be the day after that georgia game so it'll be that that sunday so the what's the you're three weeks away right three and a half weeks away the 16th of no uh, you should go the 22nd because i'm trying to go to chattanooga the 22nd actually i gotta be i will be back in destin on the 22nd what are you doing in Chattanooga? The Revivalist playing? Uh, no, so I'm actually going to Red Rocks for the Revivalist. <laughs> God, you make me sound so t- like a loser. Anyway, I'm going to Red Rocks, and then I'm going to stay in Denver for a week. Um, I'm going to try out their new Grand Doozy Festival. You know, new festival, got to try it out. I'll let you know how it goes. Um, so yeah, Revivalist and Red Rocks from the 13th, and then Grand Doozy's that whole weekend. Um, I'm really good friends with Georgia Simpson's um, bass player, Chuck. Shout right. out, Chuck. Um, so I'm going to go check him out and check out this festival. And then I'm going to stay. I have family in Aurora right out there. And then, um, I come back on the 20th. Aurora is pretty much Denver, right? Pretty much where the yeah, airport is. It's like is. Southeast Denver. Yeah. It's South, basically South where the East, airport yeah. is. Yeah. But, um, then Luthi and Moon Taxi are playing in Chattanooga on the 22nd. And I've been like looking for an excuse to go to Chattanooga. Luthi? Yeah. Luthi is this, um, kind of new band that I've, I've heard of, um, out, out of Nashville. They're okay. great. I, check them out. L-U-T-H-I, Luthi. Oh, sure. um, But, uh, yeah, they're opening up for Moon Taxi at this new place called The Signal. Or I say that it's new because it's new to me. I've never heard of it. But, um, but yeah, you should just stay an extra couple of days and let's go to this. Let's go to the concert. Stay a week. Let's go stay a week. You said you were coming back on the 22nd. You could stay another day. Well, well you're going I'm to Nashville go, well, after I'm, that, I'm, right? I'm, yeah, I'm just breaking this trip up. Oh, so now the story changes. Gotcha. I'm going to hang out okay. in Chattanooga for a day, day and a half, and then I'm going to go. I'm going to hang out in Nashville. He's going. He's going to go days. see Luthi in Nashville. Oh, you, yeah. After that. Great. Yeah. You got to tell me right. where to go. I don't know where to go. I'll give you a list. Yeah. Where in Chattanooga Anywhere. or Nashville? All of it. Everywhere. I was just in Nashville this past weekend. As I say, like Chattanooga, or not Chattanooga, like Nashville is 
is like New Orleans in the sense that you know there's you know a hundred bands plus playing oh, yeah. at one time, mm. so it's impossible to kind of go down this list and figure yeah, out. Yeah, just stay away from Broadway. Where where. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay about a block off of Broadway. You yeah. should go to Broadway just for fun. I mean, I, that, that's like the same thing, right? Like you have when you go to New Orleans for the first time, you have to go to yeah. Broadway. Yeah, it's the same. Thing, Is this your right? first time in Nashville? Yeah. What? Oh, I get you a good list. But that's funny you say that because I was just there this past weekend. I went and saw Taylor Swift. Don't judge me, but it was amazing. I'd go see Taylor Swift. It was amazing. Sure. The production value of her show was absolutely insane. Everyone has their little fucking light up wristbands. Have you oh seen yes, that I shit? had those. Yeah, they have these fat ass like it's a fat ass watch. You, you yeah. tell you're my guest. You tell well, a story. It's, well, what's you had funny? It on your wrist. Well, what's funny yeah. is about getting that wristband is I got it as I walked in the door and there I was like, what is this? So like, oh, it lights up when you pull the tab. So I pull the tab and mine doesn't light up, so I chunk it in the trash. Oh, like it's, it's synced to like some yeah, song. Yeah, so or like the, so whole, the whole stadium so lights up. The whole up. stadium kind of like, yeah. Has Depending this, on what um, section you're in, is yeah, when yeah, that yeah, light yeah, goes yeah. off and what color it'll be. So yeah. the whole stadium lights up. Yeah, and so you fucked it I up. Threw it's, it's, light, it's light designing the audience. That's it's cool. fucking gorgeous. Well, yeah. um, let's be real. The ticket that I had was like this top of the stadium nosebleed. And um, if you just go check out my Instagram to see where I, I ended I up. I saw it. How did that happen? Uh, if I, I can't give away all of my secrets. Oh, bullshit. You can tell me how you got down on Taylor Swift. That sounds terrible. Yeah. How you got, <laughs> to, get down on Taylor how you got down to the well, bottom this, floor for, to see Taylor Swift. Okay. So oh, I don't know. Okay. I'll just tell you. What are you writing a book? It wasn't like, like, is this proprietary information? No, but, but, but you know, it's like the more I like tell my secrets, the more that, um, it might be harder that like venues catch on and like, yeah, ben, whatever. I'll always find a way. But, um, so I've been to a million concerts or whatever. And, I've been to enough to know that once you scan into the venue, they don't ever scan your ticket again. They just look at it. So long story short, I was supposed to go to the Taylor Swift show in Atlanta. That fell through. And then I was going to go to Nash to the Nashville show with a friend that fell through. And I was like, screw it. I'm going to this show because after I missed her 1989 tour and like heard of all these, you know, guest stars and this and that and that and this and, I felt like I really missed out. I'm not going to lie. On that 1989 tour, she brought out a, a different guest specific to that every city every night. Show, right? Every like, single show. Every single show. For example, Jimmy World's from Arizona, I think, right? So when she was in Arizona, she brought out Jim, I think Jim, mm-hmm. Jim whatever his name is, the lead singer of Jimmy mm-hmm. World, did a song, a Jimmy World song with him. I mean, yeah. She, for example. Yeah, she would bring yeah. out someone like special every single one. So I was like, oh, this is her Nashville show. This is her hometown show. Certainly something special is going to happen here. And most of her dates, she added a second one, but her Nashville date was only one. She mm. only had one. So I was like, I have to get to this show. Just, I don't want to miss out. Um, so all of these things fall through. I'm like, screw it. I'm going to get my own ticket and go by myself. I don't even care. So I got like a nosebleed seat. And um, again, like I said, I, I've been to enough concerts to know the ins and outs of it. Well, I just happened to know a group of girls from Houston that were coming that had floor tickets. So I was like, hey, can you um, send me a screenshot of your floor ticket? And she's like, why? And I was like, oh, I'm, you know, going to get on the floor. I'm just going to show them my ticket. She's like, oh, they're not going to scan it? And I was like, no. So then all these people, all these questions started arising. And I started getting nervous. Like, oh, I've never been to the Titan Stadium. Definitely not for a concert, this, that, whatever. So I was talking to a friend who did go to the Atlanta show, had a floor ticket, whatever. And she's like, oh, well, the floor's 
the floor tickets have wristbands. And I'm like, oh, crap, what color were they? And she's like, well, they were orange. And I was like, mm, okay, I think I have an orange wristband in my um, you know, my collection or whatever. Maybe I can, maybe that'll work. And I was like, well, how did you get the wristband? And she was like, oh, um, you just come to the table and you, you give them your floor ticket and they give you a wristband. I was like, do they scan the ticket? And she said, nope. And I was like, okay, noted. So I got my picture of my friend's floor ticket, took it to the table where they were handing out floor wristbands, showed it to them, boom, wristband. And what's funny about it uh, is you that- You showed them a picture of the ticket? Picture yeah. of the ticket. They don't scan it. You just show, hey, I have a floor ticket. Quote unquote, floor ticket, boom, give me the wristband. Oh, so you, that's you right. A lot of people don't even deal with physical tickets anymore no. anyway. They oh, scan your shit. Yeah. When you... Right, electronic. Yeah. Everything is, shit. you know. So I just show the floor ticket, boom, wristband. So I start walking off, and then I, this guy goes, Tiffany, is that you? And I was like, oh my gosh. And it was just happening to my friend Jamie that I met at Hangout Fest through some other mutual friends. And he's like, uh, I'm trying to get on the floor. And I was like, I got you. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. I was like, here, just take my phone and go show it to them. Boom. He gets a wristband. We just walk right onto the floor. So we kind of stand in the back by the bar, obviously. So um, we stand back by the bar and we're like, I was like, I wonder how close we could get. Was there an opening act? Uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, Charlie XCX. Okay. Uh, she sings that boom clap the sound of my that's yeah. And then um <laughs> and then there's Camila Cabello. Havana, Havana. Yeah, that's it. Anyway. I don't know who that is. I know who Charlie XCS <gasps> is. You don't know Camila Cabello? No. Havana? I don't know who any of those people are. What? Okay, we're gonna need you we're gonna need to get y'all on the top forty uh, you know, bandwagon. But um so those were the opening acts and so we're standing back there, Taylor Swift comes on and I was like, Hey, let's see how close we can get. So we start we just walk up to the front because they're super strict about the aisles. We just, you know, march our way up to the front, and uh, someone comes by. Hey, you need to you need to be in your row. So we just kind of like tack on, and obviously, I can tell these people are annoyed that we are tacking onto their row. <laughs> so we didn't want to push our luck. So we kind of just walked um, around and over, and we just kind of stood by, over by this side stage. And Taylor just happened to come over to that side stage. Yeah. And um, yeah, I could have pretty much touched her. It was insane. So, um, yeah, I saw your Instagram. So video. that's like, how, how I did it. Happen? Did she bring anybody out? Uh, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. But yeah, it wasn't, that's a big that, deal. it wasn't that exciting. That's a big deal to people in Nashville though, right? Yeah. I just expected like, I don't know what I expected Who did you to expect? be honest. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, Who's yeah. Who's the biggest star in Nashville right now aside from Taylor Swift? I mean, I definitely expected Tim McGraw, but I feel like he would have come because they have a song together. Tim and Taylor have a song called okay. Highway. And I was, I, I just assumed that, that that would be it, but I will, but I will tell you. So back to the the uh, concept of uh, there being a thousand shows out on one night. So I actually leave right before Tim McGraw comes out because I'm like, okay, I know all the sets because she did, she's doing the same set at every single show. Yeah, it's a because the well because yeah. the production value is so yeah. high, you can't really you need to be in this specific place at this time. Right. Yeah. So I had read the read the set list. I'm going to meet up with other friends. So I'm like, okay, I don't really care about this last set. I'm out. Let me go catch an Uber. So I go out. I leave right before Tim McGraw. And um, I go outside. And I, two hours later, I'm still out there. So I basically missed the whole last set, which is uh, whatever. I don't care. But two hours later, I am still out there trying to get my Uber. Like, my service cut out. 
I'm trying to cancel the Uber. The Uber's trying to call me, this, that, whatever. Like, I'm trying to just walk to wherever I'm trying to go. I try to hop in two taxis. One taxi's like, I'm not going to take you to where you want to go. And the other taxi <laughs> wants to charge me, like, $70. And I'm like, okay, this is just absolutely ridiculous. I'm, like, about to cry. I'm just like, I'm over this. And um, once I got back to work on Monday, I saw, like, this, you know, those, like, meme things or whatever basically listing out every single thing that was happening on Saturday night in Nashville. It was like journey need to breathe, Taylor Swift, uh, soccer game, uh, this, oh, that like, like, and it was basically, yeah, and it yeah. added up all of the fans and it was like a hundred plus thousand additional people that like wouldn't be out and about on that certain night. And I was like, Oh, this why this is why it took me two hours. Well, yeah, I would assume the there was 50,000 alone at Taylor Swift. Yeah. They had, they had they had sixty nine thousand on that thing, but I don't know if that's like the capacity of there, how many people were there, or what. I don't well, know. especially because there you're was a lot of people there too. There that, was a lot of people there. Could you imagine selling that many tickets? Oh, but I, night I heard after a thing. night after she night, she makes seven million dollars a show on this tour. Yeah, there uh, there was a stat, Shane. If you look it up, I think like in two thousand fifteen, I think Taylor Swift made a million dollars a day. I believe in, it in like two thousand fourteen or two thousand fifteen. There was a stat that she made. I mean, a that's probably very equivalent to this, considering she's doing a show every other day, and if she's making seven yeah. million dollars a show, oh god, yeah, I can't even I, pay my student loans. That's like nauseating. Yeah, you really have to love what you do to be able to make three hundred and sixty-five million dollars in a year, and then still do that shit. Because I love what 20, I do. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. Reported. Yeah. Like I love what I do, She's but twenty five. You give me three million. <laughs> you give me three million, and I'm done. I'll forever, take one. Shit. Forever. <laughs> you you give me three million, I'm gonna put that in something safe that I can live off the six or seven percent interest I collect every year. And I'm I'm done working. She's racked almost half a billion dollars. I, I'm surprised it's not even a billion yet. Jesus. What do you think? Like, I, what are her thoughts when she first She's wakes not even, up? She's not even thirty. Or like. Just you think she like wakes up in some sort of like weird chamber that like keeps her with young with her cats? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And keeps like, her young. She's fucking. Yeah, I was gonna say she's old. like she's a baby. Yeah, I know, but I, you know she probably has to she has to see the future and and all that kind of stuff. Like I wonder what her real life is like. I don't. I mean, she hangs out with her best friends with celebrities. Like apparently, Carly Kloss Cross. Car- People are gonna hate me for this. Anyway, her model best friend, she was like walking around at walking around at the show, and people were like crying. And I'm like, what? Who is that? I don't even know who that is. And uh-huh. you know, like Reese Witherspoon was there, Nicole Kidman was there, uh, all these you know people. I feel like she's done a really good job with with keeping her reputation like really just perfect. Yeah, I I don't know shit about her though. Really? But, but I mean, yo, she dates. She dates nothing but you know whoever is the the top at the moment, right? She dated every you know the most popular successful. I don't, actors. I don't fucking know. She's she bad, makes she makes know. millions and millions of dollars. This is she writes songs that like I'm a Swifty. Like I know. <laughs> I mean, a Swifty. But oh, everyone, <laughs> uh, straight, gay, bisexual, oh, yeah, white, everyone, black, you can't not like her. Everybody loves Taylor Swift. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I think she's done a really good job Absolutely. with navigating that market. But I feel like you either Why? love her or you hate her. You know, but but People either hate way, Taylor Swift. but either way, you want to look at her. Like, you know what I mean? You I mean, speak. I'm not a fan. Do you hate Taylor Swift? I'm not a fan. 
But you don't hate her, no, right? Well, I don't have a reason to hate her. But I mean, I feel like you know, people like, um, like you know, she she is she was a notorious dater for a really long time. Mm. Like I sort of hate her that she dated John Mayer because I think John Mayer is my soulmate. Yeah, but, but John Mayer has dated every other. Uh, John Mayer true. is the equivalent of her on the other side. That is very true. But um, playing with a Grateful Dead, trying to get cred. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything because I, John Mayer, I love you. But. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't He's know. I, I just feel listener. like I feel like she's a. Yeah, you never know. Hey, you never know. Um, you know, I just feel like she's one of those people you either love or you hate, man. That's whatever. Yeah, I disagree. I'm you, sorry. You, you think she's one of those people that you? I'm you, as neutral you know, as I can you, be on you Taylor may, Swift. You, yeah, you maybe not hate her, but yeah. you, or you don't love her, but you don't hate yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. I, I think she's all right. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm not gonna be like fuck Taylor Swift. But I I'm will not, say, like, I'm not it, trying to get on the floor at the Nissan it, I, Stadium. And it wasn't like that. I was trying necessarily to get on the floor to get close to her. We just lucked out to happen to stand in the right place at the yeah, right time yeah. when that happened, and I just didn't want to be in the nosebleeds, like, and. Hey, it's it's fun to be on the floor, like whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I will say it was kind of surreal being that close to her, though, just because she's someone that you. I mean, and this would apply to any celebrity, like you know, someone that you look at via your phone or social media or TV or blah blah blah, whatever, for so long, and to be that close and like see their facial features and like their hair in the wind and like whatever, it's. It's, it's a kind weird of a thing, thing. Right? And I feel that same way working in marketing at a venue where mm. it's like I'm staring at images of these artists and people day after day after day after day. And to see them or meet them live and in person, it's just like, it's almost like weird. It's like, but it's a surreal thing. And it's just yeah. like, all right, here you are after all, after all this time I've been staring at you. It's like when I met Lenny Kravitz, same thing. It's just, it's Every, this weird. shorter. Always, or yeah. and they look way different. Like especially marketing, we get all the Photoshop pictures. We're like, oh, they look great, and then oh man, it's rough. No, you're right though, because I don't I don't get starstruck very often. But like, like when we were right next to Lenny Kravitz, and like Kelby got a picture with him and shit, I was like, this is weird. It's like, like this is short. Um, I don't I don't remember him being necessarily tall or short. Yeah. Like I think he height. was my height. I, I would guess that Lenny Kravitz is six foot. Yeah. Um, he maybe even maybe five eleven because he his hair does give him probably four or five inches depending on what style he's rocking at the time. But you were backstage at Hangout, mm-hmm. like you know how it goes. We now did you get to go back into the artist area? Yep. And like how how great do they treat artists at Hangout? Pretty good. It's like heaven. I felt like it a is, princess. It's unbelievable. Like yeah <laughs> it was fun but do they have the, the the green grass that you walk down oh, yeah. to get to the place so you oh, don't absolutely. have to walk in the sand oh absolutely <laughs> like, oh absolutely God. and uh it's funny you say that about the starstruck thing is because like you know i again like like i just work my way into being backstage like all the time but i never know what anyone ever looks like mm. because I don't know if it's like my add or i just really focus on like the music and i never really watch anything on watch anything anymore like especially you know mtv's dead but um i never know what anybody looks like like i'll be hanging out in the artist area and i could be talking to the lead singer of whatever band and i like literally wouldn't know Mm -hmm. and so that's why i'm really cool backstage and hanging out with people famous people because i have no idea who they are you know it was funny even my uh i was I was in Destin on spring break you know i went to auburn and every year on spring break where did everybody want to go 
Destin back home. So I couldn't even go crazy. My freshman year, uh, all the girls wanted to wear uh, little white tank tops without bras to the swamp for the phone party. And I was like, yeah, I can't do that. I'm from here. Um, yeah, I'm not doing that. But um, that year... We went to Coldstone Creamery over in the Commons. Is that still there? Coldstone I don't think Creamery? so. I think it's like that Kilwins chocolate shop or something like but, that. But right? um, Britney Spears was like three people ahead of us, yeah. and I had no idea. And so I was like, Tiffany, that's Britney Spears. And I'm like, is it? I don't mm, don't even know. We ended up talking to her, and it totally was her. And she ordered a plain vanilla cone. Really? Yeah, so Spears. lame. Totally. Ugh. Vanilla. Uninspired. Britney Spears. <laughs> Remember when she got? Is, is remember, she one of those neutral people, or you love her, you hate her? I don't. I don't. It's for me to like hate a celebrity or be like fuck that guy. It's got to be okay. Give me one. I have to know Donald Trump. <laughs> I have to know. I have to know that there are serious character flaws with that person. I have to know that that person has done terrible things. I have okay. to know that person has treated other people poorly. Okay. I get uh, that. Aside from that, it'd be really hard. Like even someone. I mean, name someone who I think who you think makes terrible music, and I'll be like, eh, you know, their music Nickel sucks, back. but. Yeah, I mean, but still to Nickelback, I think Sorry. they're a terrible. I think Nickelback's a terrible band. But like, if if I was with uh, Chad, whatever his name is, Kroger, the Kroger, yeah, like if I saw him, I'd be like, hey man, good to meet you. Like I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm weird about that. I'm shit, teasing. Right? I use the word hate lightly. I just you know I use yeah. it in like a entertainment celebrity. I don't like widespread panic, thing. and I was nice as shit to Joe when kidding. he met me. He was a dick. Well, now you know. Now yeah. you hate that. And now I don't like <laughs> it. <laughs> and now I hate you. Either love widespread panic or you hate widespread panic. Um, but but just a, a great example of that um, with the revivalists when all those guys came into Funkies, like man, they were all the best people in the world. Like they, they were just all really great people, super nice. Uh, the guitar player looks just like my friend Jared Moxley. It's really oh, ridiculous. Yeah. At least he did at the time. Time. And uh, I even showed him a picture, and he was like, "Dude, people tell me I look like people all the time." He's like, "I look like that dude for <laughs> sure." And I was like, "I know, dude." <laughs> you know, um, those guys—they're still cool. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it, it, it's really funny too because it took them a decade before David Shaka buy a house. Like, I don't that, know how that's they do important. It. That's important. They, they just—they don't stop. They go. They go. They go. Um, and maybe I used to be like that a little bit, but now that I've been in the entertainment industry for so long, I think I have kind of a different view on that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, there aren't, there aren't very many entertainers that I would be like, I, I dislike that person. Um, you know, but anyway, well, you know, you're just a good person, Jared. I'm not, but (laughs) I don't know, but you have to have a reason to dislike someone. But yeah, artist areas and the festivals are usually like amazing. Yeah. But I mean, I get it. Yeah. I feel like hangouts different. Hangout is definitely one a one of a kind place, and and every artist I've ever met that gets to go to Hangout when they're back there, like, it. what is this? Right, <laughs> like they're at a festival on the beach, like, and it's yeah, they they all always have very amazing things to say about that place, and yeah. and it's cool because I like the way that Hangout, like they they bring artists in and put them on the small stages, and then a couple of years later. It's amazing to see that that band grow and mm-hmm. that band be on a big stage. Yeah. And, um, I remember this year, or I guess that was 2017, that was two years ago, um, this band called The Suffers, they're out of Houston, and they were bragging like, oh yeah, when we when we first played Hangout however many years ago, we were in the teeny tiny, teeny tiny text at the bottom of the poster. Now we're, we're in the middle, we're in the middle. <laughs> and uh, they're actually great. They're a great band, and you should check them out if yeah. ever. The Suffers. They call themselves Gulf Coast Soul. 
So they're good. Check them out. I'm assuming that they're from Texas. Oh, the like other, Galveston. Other, other side. Mm-hmm. Of the, yeah. Other the, side of the Gulf. Yeah. You know, Gulf. Yeah. yeah. We don't think about Texas being part of the Gulf Coast, no. do we? They're not really. It's just brown over there. I don't know if they <laughs> can, <laughs> do. They even shit. claim it. Yeah. Yeah. They do they claim yeah. the Gulf Coast? Uh, Texas yeah. claims Gulf Coast. No, they're mm-hmm. not the Gulf Coast. Yeah, but on, like they'll they'll say Gulf we're it we're is on the Gulf Coast. Yeah. Well, what else would they call it? I don't know. Like I feel like Texas. Texas is Texas. They want to be Texas. They want to be just Texas. So it's the Texas coast? They're, uh, <laughs> isn't it? The, is, they're a republic, right? They don't even call themselves a state. No, right? they're a Texas. They're a state. No, no. no they, they, of, yeah, of, yeah, of oh, course. they joke they about their like, the, they, they call, call themselves the republic of Texas. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I lived in Austin. Austin's a very different place, but... Austin's not a part of Texas. That's what I was saying. So it's kind of hard for me to argue that. But. Do, you, uh, do you hang out in Nashville? Yeah, sometimes. Like you go there often. Like yeah. you know the the different areas and yeah. stuff. What's your take on East Nashville? On East Nashville? Yeah. Um Do you feel like people are dressed up in Halloween costumes all over the place? I mean you're talking to a girl with pink hair right now, so um no. But Okay. That's just me. Cram's so hipster he hates hipsters. Like that's his thing. Oh gotcha. No. That's not like true so what either. so like what so what do you mean by like Halloween costumes? Like you mean like people are just like try, uh, like that's like they're tr- okay. So let me let me let me clarify. <laughs> you so you, you say that people are, you think people are dressed up in costumes, but do you think that people are trying too hard, and so they're putting on these costumes, and they or end that's up all just, looking this, or all that's the same. just how weird that they are. They wear that it looks like they're like wearing the costumes. Little boxes on the hillside. It's <laughs> like, and they all made up. I, mean, I can't tacky, say that. Well, no, no. So, no, but, but my question is, the same. is do do you feel like it's unauthentic? Yes, absolutely. That they're wearing feel, those things. Yeah, I feel like they all. Uh, so so you feel like so it's a uniform. Individualistic. Give me a, give me yeah. a rundown. What is it? Okay. Yeah. Give me a rundown. So you feel like it's a uniform more than a costume. Yeah. What's the uniform? Give me the rundown. Black. Top to bottom. Black yeah. on black on well, black. Well, well, yeah, well, not just that, but <laughs> denim. Black and denim. So you're gonna have your jeans. You're gonna have some sort of aggressive shirt. Definitely not a New Balance or a Nike or, a, or oh, no. anything like that. It's gonna be some sort of either boot or offshoot of a boot uh, or some sort of. Uh, leather type shoe okay then you're gonna have some sort of if you're a male some sort of skinny jean if you're a, if a female you're gonna be in some sort of dress all right um uh, if you're in a male your skinny jeans are gonna come up you're gonna roll up the bottom of them to complement your shoe in such a way uh you're gonna wear probably a tight black shirt underneath your jean jacket with some sort of hat to accentuate it um and and yeah uh glasses even if you, they aren't prescription well, don't you feel like that about everywhere, like here or even in Birmingham? I don't feel I, like I don't feel, I feel like, like we that have in a huge... Birmingham. The males have a quote unquote uniform; they all yeah. look the damn same. Yeah, I guess so. You, yeah, I get what you say. You could say that. Uh, yeah, where's your your fishing boat T-shirt? Your fucking khaki You're, pants. Uh, wait, yeah. what's the guy? Guy Harvey. Your, cro- guy your croquet. Harvey. Yeah. No, that's not cool. See, no, you have to. It has to be the charter fucking boat that you were working on. Oh. Been. Okay, gotcha. And now it's not even yeah. a shirt. It's that performance fucking bullshit. Yeah, PFG. What up? BFG. Your Columbia shorts. <laughs> You've got your rainbows on. You've got your croquis. Yeah, I feel like Columbia gear though is how we separate tourists now though. I don't feel like the local guys are wearing their Columbia shirts. No, no, no I'm I feel just, like... I said shorts, not shirts. Tomato, Might tomato. Might it's be. the same. Whatever. You're right. Let's just trash everyone. What don't... <laughs> <laughs> Let's pick another group of people to just to trash. All right. 
What do you got? I just did one. It's your turn. What, Destin people? Mm-hmm. I just went off on Nashville. Let's talk about some other people, Tiffany. You want to talk uh, about Festy Kids? Oh, God. That's right up your alley. Okay, you know what? I will say, like, I want to apologize, but also take credit for the glitter trend. Like, that was totally me. I feel like I started that, but I also apologize for starting that. <laughs> but, like, it was funny. Like, I went to Blackwater and was, like, mm-hmm. covered in glow sticks and glitter the whole time. And then 10 years later... Glitter and glow sticks are like a trend, but I feel like that wasn't a thing like the ten years leading up to what it is now. It wasn't like, that move. That moved out of like the rave scene and went into the festival scene because now the festival scene became like the rave scene. But I will take that credit as a trendsetter. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> In such a different way, though, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, like the like the rave scene, a lot of those kids like they had fresh haircuts and. You know what I'm talking about, like the no, I'm talking like like the like the early the, like the late 19 like the mid 1990s to the late 1990s. The rave scene was mostly, um, those kids don't look the same as the kids that are going to these electronic shows today. Yes and no. I mean, uh, yes, because it, it like blended right. Mm-hmm. So you've got like club kids, you know, which that was like you know big theatrical and what. I feel like there wasn't social media then either. People uh, didn't give a shit what they looked like then because there wasn't anyone to document it. Yeah. And yeah. now people want to go to the nines for everything for a fucking Instagram post. And then, and then that's, yeah. So then you, you have this clash from where like the, the jam band kind of like moved and which they're still there, but you have this huge influx of electronic music and came with that was the MDMA and all these rave drugs. And so now it's kind of blended. All of that was existed before though. What do you mean? I feel like all those drugs existed before. They did, but I'm saying they came out of the club and into the festival. Yeah, we're talking about the, oh, like the, the rave scene in, in the 90s. So, oh, like I that, understand what you're saying. Like so, that first wave of like drum and bass and electronic music. So these like wooks now music. are like this hybrid of like these hippies, but like rave kid. It's fucking weird. But they like lasers, right? Like they like lasers, but like they, and they wear like the baggy pants and shit, but they're not Jinkos. They're like this tie-dye shit. They got some, <laughs> some fucking head shop. Like it's they're like they're, they're corduroy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. you know what I mean. Like they sounds so sweaty. That sounds so. They got these like big hats that you would. Well, you can wear them for four days straight. Right. With like feathers and bullshit. You can hire all your drugs in Festival them. in like the '60s, but it's a fucking flat bill. You know what I'm saying? All right. Like it's fucking weird. It's weird. I get it. I mean, I definitely I would agree. Festival people have like a look, but I mean, and you know, it's funny because you know, I feel like half of the things that I wanted to do and liked however many years ago is now cool, and I'm like, yeah, I don't. Doing that anymore. Well, it's because like we're old one, lame now. But I like to be one of a kind type thing too. I want to be special, like you know. Yeah. So, it is what it is. Like I don't even wear glitter, or do the glow stick thing anymore because everyone else is doing it. Like I feel like, and that's what I love about the beauty of festivals. I feel like it's it's where you can go to be an individual, and I don't want to look like everyone else. Like I'm Burning Man's currently happening, and I'm extremely passionate about going next year. And I just love everything about the concept of Burning Man and the camaraderie and the community of it. And I'm going next year, like, no matter what. Like, I, I, I it's funny. I made a pact with Reed Waddle, like, however many years ago that we were going to go in 2016. I, like, made this note in my phone. And I don't remember how many years ago it was. I don't we, think Reed's going. But I know. But it, it was funny, though. It was funny, though, because we were like, oh, by the time 2016 comes around, we will have our lives in a certain place where we can take a month off of our life and go to Burning Man. And I, I mean, yeah. And this was, I mean, this is probably, hell, it's probably like 10 years ago shit. I don't yeah. know. But we were like, 2016, we're going to Burning Man. Like, whatever. And obviously, that did not happen. I love Reed. Reed's one of my favorite people. In the I world, love Reed, too. Sure. I love Reed, too. For Great, sure. dude. Um, it, 
last time I went to Nashville, he was actually there doing some work with his publishing deal, and he came out and kicked it with me a little oh, bit nice. during the show and stuff, and was able to talk to him. And it's always good to catch a couple of drinks with Reed for sure. He's always uh, he's got a he's got a really he's got a level head when it comes to the music industry too. He's been through it. He's oh for sure. He's been through. That, a lot I will of say that's one and, side of the industry I yeah. don't have not experienced. Yeah. Like, I haven't been on the like that cr- creative artist side i guess mm-hmm. like you know i've experienced the backstage stuff the selling stuff and the whatever yeah. so and the, and then the audience side but that's that is one side of the industry i don't have a lot of experience with mm-hmm. yeah he well he's doing it right now he's on a publishing deal and, and all that so he's dealing with the frustrations with that but also you know he's trying to get some cuts here and there Getting, getting some songs sold. I'm sure it's but. a struggle these days. I mean, just like the, the way that the way the music industry is with the yeah. streaming and the YouTubes and mm-hmm. the Spotify's and all that stuff. So yep. I can imagine it's not easy. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for driving down to Birmingham and coming and talking some shit. We've we've been going an hour and fifteen minutes already. Oh, wow. Whether you believe that or not, yeah. uh, flew by. That's a thing. So. Uh, thanks for coming in. Do you have anything else that you, that you want to address that people should know about? Hmm. I do. This beer is oh. fucking outrageous. Do you like it? Uh, this is not what I was expecting. It's, yeah. it's, it's a sour. It's almost it's, sour. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a Berliner. Berliner Weiss. Yeah. Weiss. I yeah. don't really know. It's delicious yeah. beer. That's all I know. It's passion fruit and uh, guava. Euphoria now. Yeah, Euphoria. Yeah, from uh, Trim Tab in Birmingham. Shout out. Well, thank you for that. Um, yeah, absolutely. I wanted to bring you a gift from the Beeham. And uh, which... I don't want to hate on Birmingham. I do like it. I just am not in love with it. But I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So um, thanks for thinking that I'm uh, interesting enough to come in and chit-chat with you guys. And if you guys want to see how close I got to Taylor Swift, you can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, at, give out um, your stats. At uh, Tiff Don't Kill My Vibe. <laughs> uh, you can also just look up the hashtag, I want to live in a festival forever. Yeah, so yeah you'll, you'll find me there easily. And, you know, you'll is, find did it. you create that hashtag or is that a... Or did you bogart that and you've adopted it as your own? Well, it's funny because I used to say I want to live in a music festival forever, but I didn't want to, you know, I like food festivals and our yeah. festivals, all, like, I like all festivals, let's be real. So I just did, I want to live in a festival forever. But um, I've not a lot of people want to type that whole thing out, so mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> most of the hashtag is exclusively me, so enjoy. Well, right on. I hope if that's your goal, I hope that when you die, rather than singing praises to Jesus right. 24-7, you'll be able to live in a festival. I appreciate that. I I take that to heart. Thank you. Well, cheers. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, Y'all hit us up. Wimty, W-I-M-T-Y dot podcast at gmail.com. Hit up Tiffany on Tiff Don't Kill My Vibe Mm -hmm. on Instagram. (laughs) Uh, If you're in the Birmingham or the Alabama area, uh, I know UAB, I see you're putting on shows all the time there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So go check out some of the stuff that they're doing with their art center and all that stuff and uh, thank you everyone for listening and we will see you all next week holler (laughs) my heart was always telling me how I felt my car was always telling me to put on my seatbelt stop sign is always telling me to stop and half a mile later I get the same thing from that car the world is always telling me what to do your breath until your face turns blue don't drink don't smoke don't do crack cocaine don't jump without a parachute out of a plane don't drink your craft beers through your plastic straws don't support gun rights or gun control laws don't go to a funeral pretending you're dead don't name your kid richard if your last name's head don't go up in the dirigible